Great. So let us open in a word of prayer. Um, Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor and we give you glory. Heavenly Father, we are asking in the mighty name of Jesus uh, that you may bless us. You may speak to us by your spirit. You may direct us, give us uh, accurate instructions in this service. We are praying that everybody that is part of this session, uh, you will speak to in a mighty and glorious way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So uh, this evening, um, I'm going to teach on a subject I have titled Traps of Compromise, okay? I'm going to teach on a session, uh, on, a, on a subject I have titled um, Traps of Compromise. Now, uh, in saying that, I also want to say that um, usually for midweek, we have many people joining in. Sometimes if the subject feels like, you know, it's something you really want to hear what the pastor is going to say. So we sometimes have new people joining in. And so for the new ones, you're welcome. Um, and I, I want to encourage that um, because it's an online platform and if you've taught on an online platform where you're not getting feedback, you don't have, um, you know, responses that are in real time. Uh, the only responses that you're probably receiving are people, you know, constantly following through in-call messages. So use that platform well. As the session is going, re-echo the points that are blessing you, re-echo the humor that is blessing you, uh, let's interact from that particular side. So I usually leave that part open so that I can see the messages. And it's very it, it's very helpful, especially if I'm teaching in that particular uh, regard. So I really, really encourage you to use that particular platform. So before we go into the actual traps of compromise, before we go into the actual traps and before we go into me being very excited, uh, allow me to do some Bible study. Do we love the Bible? I, I pray we do love the Bible. I've noticed many people want to wait for the experiences and the stories, but they don't want to read the Bible. So when you start, let's go to this book. People uh, seem to be uh, quiet on that. So, yes, I'm glad we love the Bible. So uh, Numbers 22 and verses number one, we'll start from there. Numbers 22 and verses number one. Uh, it says, the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab, Okay, and camped along the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippo, saw that all that Israel had done to the Amorites and Moab was terrified. Okay, let me read verse 2 again. Now Balak, son of Zippo, saw all that Israel, Israel, or Israel had done to the Amorites. And Moab was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Midian, uh, This hold is going to lick up everything around us, as an ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, son of Zippo, um, so Balak, son of Zippo, who was king of Moab at the time, sent messengers to summon Balaam, son of Beor. However, that you, however you pronounce that, who was at Petho, near the Euphrates River, in his native land. Balak said, a people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land and have settled next to me. Now, verse 6 is my main portion of focus. Verse 6, now come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and then drive them out of the land. For I know that whoever, okay, you bless is blessed and whoever you curse is cursed. Okay, uh, let me give you the contextual framework of Numbers 22 verses number 1 to 6. The contextual framework is this. Uh, you can read Numbers 22. I really want you to go uh, and read Numbers 22 later. So Balaam, although uh, this is the first time we see, you know, Balaam being mentioned, okay, the prophet Balaam in, in verse 22, okay, of, uh, in chapter 22 of Numbers. It's the first time we are seeing Balaam being mentioned. Now, it's important to understand that Balaam, although referred to as a prophet in Numbers 22, he was not really a prophet, but rather a false prophet. 
just the same way like we had the prophets of Baal, okay? They were referred to as prophets of Baal, but they were not necessarily prophets of God, okay? So the same is true with this guy called Balaam, okay? He was, a, he was a diviner, he was a soothsayer, okay? In fact, the name Balaam, the name Balaam, if, you, if, you, if, if you've done your study, you discover that the name Balaam means not of the people, okay? It means not of the people. So Balaam, though referred to as a, a, a prophet, he was not a prophet of God, okay? God had spoken to him over different things, but he was not a prophet of God, okay? He was a false prophet, he was a diviner, and he was a soothsayer. Now, constantly throughout the Bible, you would discover that Balaam is referred to. You will find the Bible either in Revelations, either in, um, in, in, in is it in Second Peter, you will find that Balaam is constantly being referred to. And in the Bible, you find he's referred, you hear the way of Balaam, or you will hear the era of Balaam, or you will hear the doctrine of Balaam, okay? So there was the way of Balaam, the era of Balaam, and the doctrine of Balaam. We're not going to go into that particular teaching for the night. But the contextual framework of the scripture I've given you, and please just follow me because if you miss this part, you might miss everything else, okay? This is the foundation of what I'm teaching, okay? So the contextual framework of the scripture I read is that uh, we see how that the children of Israel, okay? The children of Israel were thriving and they had won uh, some battles, they had some victories. Now Moab sees, I mean, uh, now um, Balak sees this, okay? Balak sees that the, the children of Israel are progressing, not Balaam, by the way, Balak, okay? Balak, Balaam, two different people, okay? So now Balak sees that the children of Israel are thriving, the children of Israel are thriving. So Balak is now threatened, okay? Balak is now threatened. He was the son of Zippo. So he's now threatened at how the children of Israel are thriving, how the children of Israel are emerging victorious in their battles, in their victories, in their warfares. So he's seeing how that they are thriving. And then he's now threatened that these very same people may now come and overthrow us. They may come and attack us. They may come and they may actually be in a place where they will lick up everything. Okay. They will literally lick us up. So now in trying to stop the children of Israel, okay, are you following what I, uh, uh, the, the, the teaching? So now in trying to follow, in trying to stop the children of Israel, what Balak did is that in verse five, he summoned a prophet, a false prophet, a diviner, a soothsayer. So he summoned this soothsayer, he summoned this diviner, he summoned this guy called Balaam, okay? This is where now Balaam comes in. So he summons Balaam and he says, well, uh, I want you to curse the children of Israel because I know that whoever you curse will be cursed and whoever you bless will be blessed. So this guy called Balaam, even though he was a diviner and a soothsayer, he had some level of authority in the spirit that he could curse and someone would be cursed. Okay, he could bless and someone would be blessed, of course, in darkness because we know that he was a soothsayer and a diviner. Now, Balak... Uh, as you read the book of Numbers, I'm not going to read all that. As you read the book of Numbers from verse 20, chapter 22, you discover that Balak's attempts to try and curse the children of Israel did not actually work. If anything, he began to do the opposite when God would always intervene. He would always do the opposite. He'd always do the opposite. So he had failed to curse the children of Israel. However, Balaam, Balak was offering money to Balaam so that the, he could curse the children of Israel. It's like someone going to a witch doctor and saying, I want you to curse this person and I'm going to give you money. Okay, but he failed to curse the children of Israel. Balaam failed to curse the children of Israel and money was being offered. So because he failed to, offer, to curse the children of Israel because there was a restraining order in the spirit that he couldn't curse the children of Israel, God had restrained him that he couldn't do it. When he tried to do it, he would do the very opposite. So now in the attempt to also receive the money that was being offered by Balak, to curse the children of Israel, Balaam decides to do what uh, many theologians call the trick of Balaam, okay? The trick of Balaam. So the trick of Balaam was Balaam's attempt to try and bring a curse to the children of Israel. So he says, seeing I can't curse the children of Israel, okay? Seeing I can't curse the children of Israel, I am going to give you a strategy that is going to allow for a curse 
to alight upon the children of Israel so that the children of Israel can be destroyed. Okay, let me back up and just before I move on, because I really don't want you to miss. So Balak is, is afraid of the children of Israel. He thinks the children of Israel will ascend and lick him up and destroy everything he's been building. So he summons a prophet called Balaam. And the prophet called Balaam is summoned and told they will be paid to curse, um, to curse the children of Israel. Okay, but Balaam can't curse the children of Israel. He can't curse them because there's a restraining order in the spirit. So because he can't curse them, he develops a trick. It's called the trick of Balaam, which was going to be something he was going to introduce that was going to allow a curse to alight because he's realized that I don't have that spiritual authority to curse the children of God. So what do I do? Let me trick them. Let me bring in something that will allow for the curse to actually alight, okay? That is what's happening. So now, after he failed, this is where now we see the trick of Balaam. The trick of Balaam is seen in Revelations 2 and 14. Okay, let's go to Revelations chapter number 2 and verses number 14. Of course, we'll still go back to Numbers 31 and 6. Okay, let's start from Numbers 31 and 16. Numbers 31 and 16. I hope you are being blessed by the word of God. The word of God is just so amazing. Despite all the jokes or the humor that we have, the word of God is just so amazing. Uh, and you will see how spiritual principles just work, you know. This guy has failed. It's like someone has gone to a witch doctor saying, I want Pastor Cham Chilombo kissed. And then this person, I'm, I'm still trying to give a lot of backup because once we fly, we'll fly. Okay, so it's like someone going to a witch doctor saying, I want Pastor Cham Chilombo kissed. Okay, and I'm going to pay you money to curse Pastor Cham Chilombo. The, the witch has tried to curse Pastor Cham and has failed. So now the witch is giving advice to the person who came to me saying, I can't, to the person who came to the witch saying, I can't curse the person you have brought before me to curse. This guy that you said curse Pastor Cham, it's not possible. However, let me give you a solution that will allow for Pastor Cham to be cursed. So this is what was now called the trick of Balaam, okay? Or the deception of Balaam. So now, uh, what happened is in uh, Numbers 31, 16. Thank you so much, Joshua. And you can also give me Revelations 2, 14. Okay, as I'm reading Numbers. Numbers 31, 16 says, they were, uh, they were the ones who followed Balaam's advice. Okay, it's talking about the children of Israel. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm not going to read everything. I believe we are Bible students. Most of the stuff you go back home and read. Okay, it says, they were the ones who followed Balaam's advice and enticed the Israelites to be unfaithful to the Lord in the pure incidents so that the plague stuck the Lord's people. Okay, so there were people that gave in to Balaam's advice, okay, and enticed the Israelites to be unfaithful. Now, Revelations 2.14 gives a clear distinction of what Balaam introduced. That was going to be the trick that would allow for the case to alight. So it says in Revelations 2.14, it says, nevertheless, okay, one of the churches was being addressed there. It says, nevertheless, I have a few things against you. There are some amongst you who hold to the teachings of Balaam, who taught uh, who taught Balak to entice the Israelites to sin so that they ate food sacrificed to idols and committed sexual immorality. Oh my, listen to what is happening. This Revelations 2.14 is telling us something, okay, that uh, people are now being given to the trickery, to the teachings of Balaam, who enticed Balak to introduce a certain level of compromise to the children of Israel so that they could give themselves to things uh, of the temple and sexual immorality, okay, to eating food of, that was sacrificed to idols and also to sexual immorality. So Balaam is now uh, in a place where he can't curse the children of Israel. So you're getting what I'm saying. Balaam can't curse the children of Israel, but however he says, seeing I can't curse the children of Israel, I will now give you a trick that will allow for the children of Israel to be cursed, okay? What you can do is introduce compromise. If compromise is introduced, okay, the hedge of protection that is over them will lift and then a curse can alight upon them. So Balaam, even though he was a diviner and a soothsayer, 
He had spiritual knowledge, okay? He had spiritual knowledge. He understood spiritual jurisdiction. So he was hired to curse the children of Israel, but then he discovers that he has no spiritual jurisdiction. There is no legal opening for him to curse the children of Israel. So what he says is that the only solution I can give you for you to allow a case to alight upon the children of Israel is that introduce compromise in their camp. When compromise has been introduced in the camp of the children of Israel, even without me cursing them, because of that compromise, there'll be legal grounds for a case to alight and for them to be destroyed. That is why compromise should be avoided by all costs. So many of you never really understand why the enemy is bringing compromise. The reason why the enemy starts to bring compromise is that there is an attack he has been planning, but he has failed to attack you. So he says, okay, seeing we have failed to attack this individual, let's go the way of Balaam. The way of Balaam is to bring, you know, uh, an enticement, a compromise that will allow for a legal opening for the enemy to actually attack you. Sometimes you will find witches will go, witches in your family, witches outside your family. They will go to a witch and say, we want to attack this person, curse this person on our behalf. So they bring up your name and say, curse Pastor Cham or curse this person. So your name is being, being, being presented you know, uh, in a shrine somewhere. And then when the witch tries to curse, even witches don't just curse. Remember that a curse without a cause cannot alight. So when the witch tries to curse you, they discover that there is no legal ground in the spirit for you to be cursed. So what the witch now says is that for this person to be cursed, there's no legal ground. This can't happen. There is no legal ground. So I can't exercise spiritual jurisdiction over this individual. However, if you want this individual to be cursed, let us go the way of Balaam. The way of Balaam is that you introduce compromise amongst the people that have been uh, picked as people that will be cursed. So you introduce compromise. And when they give in to compromise, the compromise opens legal ground for people to be attacked. So the children of Israel were okay until compromise was introduced through the teachings of Balaam. So they were given to sexual immorality. They were given to all sorts of things, idol worship, idolatry. They were given to all sorts of strange things until a legal opening came in and their destruction came as you read their story later on. So when you discover that in a certain season, the temptation to compromise is high. Okay. When you notice that in a certain season, the temptation to compromise is high. Just know that a witch somewhere has been trying to release a curse upon your life but has been failing. So the only way is to go the way of Balaam, which is to introduce compromise, to say, if you can only get this person to watch pornography, we will have a legal ground, an open door for us to attack him. So when you notice the temptation is so high to compromise, I can assure you, witches gathered somewhere and they decided we want to attack this person, but we are failing. So what do we do? Let us go the way of Balaam by introducing compromise. So that secular song, that is two minutes that you thought is just a secular song. Okay, you thought it was just a secular song that you were being tempted to listen to. That invitation that was coming to go to a club, you thought it was just a mere invitation. No, witches have been trying by night. They have not been finding spirit spiritual jurisdiction. They've not been finding legal ground to attack you. So what do they do? They go the way of Balaam. Let's find a way to introduce compromise. If only we can get this person in immorality, the legal ground will open and a spiritual attack can alight upon this individual. There was a time I realized when the conferences started to intensify, we were doing conferences, chosen generation conferences, chosen generation conferences, and we were doing those conferences and they just started intensifying. Many youths were just being delivered from addictions, bondages, people were being helped. A lot of young people in Lusaka were being helped by just the intensity of the atmosphere in those particular conferences. Then the enemy tried to kill me. He tried to take away my life. He tried to destroy me, but he discovered that there was no legal ground. Okay, he had weighed me on a demonic scale of balance and he found that 
This guy has not been found wanting. There's no legal opening. He's not been found wanting. So the enemy intensified the temptation for compromise. And the, inten and, and, and the temptation he started to bring, he started to bring lustful things. All of a sudden, I started checking. Someone who text you on, on, on Messenger. Some of the messages I have in times past on Messenger are very strange. You find a lady who texts you and will send a very strange message proposing something very strange. And if you're not careful, you will give in to that immorality and that lust that has been presented to you. And as a pastor, by the time you give in, you find you are struck. Why? Because the way of Balaam is at work, which is that I can't curse this guy, but if we can get him to compromise, the legal ground will be open. So the temptation you have been experiencing, the temptation to compromise that has been so strong in certain seasons, and sometimes you will notice there are certain seasons, the temptation to backslide is high. The temptation to go back to the world is so high. It's like the pressure is so immense. And you're wondering, why is the pressure immense? Witches have been trying. Warlocks have been trying. Necromancers have been trying. Diviners have been trying. Soothsayers, Family witches have been trying, but they've been discovering that there is no legal ground. So what do we do? They, we go the way of Balaam, which is that let's entice them to do wrong. If we entice them to do wrong, I will have the spiritual authority to alight a case upon this individual. So when you were thinking that it was just a pornographic thing that you're going to watch, no, it harms nobody, it's just a five-minute video, that was the legal opening that actually opened to allow the demonic to strike you because they have been trying for years and demons can be patient. They'll wait, they'll continually be visiting you by night, continually be visiting you by night. There's no legal ground, we can't work. And they'll keep submitting to all those hierarchies of demons the dominions, the authorities, and all those hierarchies. So we visited this guy and we find we found that he's still upright. There's no legal ground. In the spirit, there is legal ground. It's only us believers who don't understand this. Even Balaam, who was a soothsayer, understood that I have to find legal ground to operate. So demons will be patient. Even for four years, they can just be visiting you. They can just be visiting you. There's no legal ground. The night you give in to that sexual immorality, you will see that the forces of hell will attack immediately. Why? Because they found, if there's no intercessors to stand in, I'm telling you, you can even die that very night. Why? Because they have been waiting and they know that this is the time. So the way of Balaam is the way that brings compromise so as to allow a legal opening for a demonic attack. So when you notice compromise, I'm emphasizing here before we go into the traps, when you notice compromise, the temptation to compromise is high. There is a witch somewhere that is seeking for your head, seeking for your blood. There's a witch somewhere seeking your downfall, seeking your destruction. Just like the children of Israel, the witch has seen that if this guy arises, he will destroy everything we are doing. If this guy arises, he will destroy everything we've been building. Let's find a way to attack him, but they are discovering we can't. So let's introduce the way of Balaam, which is to entice him to do wrong. When he does wrong, a case can alight. These are spiritual principles I've given you on how to do warfare, by the way. That is why living uprightly is one of the best things you can do for warfare, okay? I feel strongly like there are some people that gave into the way of Balaam, not even far off from today, just this very week. Let's do five minutes and just intercede for them, three to five minutes or so, and just pray for anyone that is listening to this particular, um, th this particular teaching or the, someone that will be listening to this podcast later on that gave into the way of Balaam and the forces of darkness are after them because a legal opening has now been established. Father, in the name of Jesus, for each and every person that gave into the way of Balaam, to the teaching of Balaam, to the doctrine of Balaam, to the error of Balaam, and has allowed for a legal opening in their life for demonic attack. Father, we pray, show them mercy and close every legal opening in the name of Jesus. We release the file of the Spirit upon every open door for demonic entrance, and we close that door in the name of Jesus. Everybody that is listening, that given to pornography, given to circular music, given to vices that affected them. 
We come against those traps in the name of Jesus. We pray, oh God, that the door will be closed. I will no longer be open to demonic attack in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, I sense a strong word, words of knowledge just bubbling up. I don't know if I should go that direction, but I feel if I do, I may not teach. Korandele macholi askopra dianta dabaskilele mondoli askapa dea mantu brakale mandolo skipele mandulo roloshia. I hear the Lord telling me someone has been afraid to sleep, okay? Someone has been afraid to sleep. You've been very afraid to sleep because every time you go to bed, okay, every time you go to bed, you are harassed in your dream life. You are harassed by demonic entities, demonic forces. And you didn't even know that what allowed for that demonic entry was the things you were watching on TikTok. The things you were watching on TikTok. I, I don't know. I just felt that strongly. They allowed for an opening, okay, so that you could be harassed in your dream life. I speak right now in the name of Jesus. Every door is closed by the fire of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Okay, so um, we now know how Balaam works, okay? Balaam discovers he doesn't have spiritual authority to curse you, to alight a curse that would destroy you. So the advice Balaam will give is let's introduce compromise that will then allow for legal openings. Now, the traps of Balaam, okay? Let's go into the traps of Balaam, the traps of compromise. Let's read um, 2 Peter 2, uh, verses number 15 to 20. 2 Peter 2, this gives us an illustration of what Balaam did exactly. 2 Peter, um, 2 Peter chapter number 2. I hope you are enjoying the word of God. I know some, some of these characters may be new for some of you, but you can go back and read over and over again to get everything sinking. Second Peter chapter number two, uh, this expresses uh, exactly what the, the teaching of Balaam was. Okay, it says in Second Peter chapter number, Second Peter chapter number two, verses 15. Okay, it says, they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way uh, the way of Balaam, son of Bizar, who loved the wages of weak, wickedness, but he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Okay, these people are springs without water and mist driven by a storm. Blackest darkness is received from them, for they mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh. These are all the things that Balaam introduced, okay? For their mouth empty, boastful words, and by appealing to lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They compromise, uh, they promise them freedom, okay? I'll address this freedom thing later on. It was one of the teachings of Balaam. Okay, they promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity for people are slaves to whatever has mastered them. Verse 20, if they have es escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in it and are overcame. They are worse off and at the end, worse off at the end than they are at the beginning. Okay, so. These are all the things that Balaam brought in, okay? He brought in things like freedom. He brought in, which is, you know, a freedom that is outside God. He brought in things like uh, lustful desires, idol worship. These were all the things he started to bring. He appealed to all the worldly natures of that, that, that all the worldly desires that the children of Israel had, but did not give in to. He introduced them with so much intensity and they gave in. So now let's go into the traps of Balaam. Number one. Okay, from here, I've already established my foundation. So from here, it will be just point one, point two, point three. then we close. Okay, number one, selfish motives, okay? The first trap of compromise that Balaam introduces is selfish motives, okay? Selfish motives, you see it from Peter, you see it from other places where uh, the era of ba Balaam is addressed. Number one, selfish motives, okay? When we become too focused on self, we find ourselves wanting things we don't need or shouldn't have, okay? 
selfish motives. So many times under selfish motives, this is where you find that uh, when someone is desiring something, they will desire it at the expense of even losing their integrity. This is selfish motives. For example, a, 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 a young lady or a young man, uh, a single that wants to get married per adventure. So they want to settle and they want to get married and, you know, they can't seem to find the right guy or the right woman. And they feel like, you know, uh, time is actually moving and they are being delayed. So they feel things are delaying, things are delaying, things are constantly delaying. And they have this selfish motive to show people that they will settle, they will marry also, they can do it also. So because they have that selfish motive, what you actually discover is that the enemy will now introduce compromise by bringing someone that is not in alignment with God, someone that has no relationship with God. And so when this person that has no relationship with God is brought to this person, this person has actually come as a key from the demonic realm. The key has come to open a door for a demonic attack. That is why you find certain people were okay. Okay, the enemy was trying to find a way to infiltrate their lives. So what does he do? Through their selfish motives, he introduces a partner that is not in alignment with God. So now this partner begins to introduce certain things in the relationship. All of the sudden, they want to kiss before marriage. All of the sudden, they want to touch each other in inappropriate places before marriage. All of the sudden, they want to now have sex before marriage. So because all these things have now been introduced in the relationship, the legal opening for the attack of Balaam has come. And all the soothsayers that were after this person now have legal ground to attack this person. That is why you find when a girl starts sleeping around with people, no one can actually give them advice. You know, they'll leave home, they'll come whatever time. What can you tell me? These are the people paying your school fees. Now they can't tell you anything because now a curse has alighted that is bringing your distraction that you can even insult the ones that are supposed to bring your lifting. It's very, very important that you look at this in this particular manner. So be very, very careful. Okay, you ought to be very careful with all the selfish motives because those selfish motives where you just want, you say, I, I don't care. Me, I just want to settle. I want to marry. I don't care. There are many people we've seen in this particular journey of doing ministry that you told this person was not a Christian. They don't have a relationship with God, but they said, Pastor, me, time is running out. Time is running out. They didn't know that the forces of darkness were, were standing at tiptoe waiting breathing intensely saying, let this person give in, let this person give in, let this person give in. So the night that person gave in into that particular thing, the forces of darkness alighted. Why? Because the witches were waiting, but they had no legal ground. So they used the route of relationships through your selfish motives to bring in a vice that would compromise the relationship. And when the relationship was compromised, an attack alighted. I always used to tell people, I, was, I used to tell people, I remember, you know, when, when, um, when my wife and I got engaged, okay, now that phase between engagement and, you know, actually getting married, I noticed that the enemy wanted to use that as a window to crush my ministry. He wanted to use it as a window to crush my ministry. So one of the things I would do as a discipline, I would travel to Mufalira to go and see her. Then she was still Mufalira. I'll travel there. I'm going to see my fiance then. I'm going to. And the house is big that she stayed in. She stayed in a very big house. It was an upstairs house, very huge house with about three to four bedrooms in that particular house. Okay. If I liked, I would have said, okay, you, you sleep upstairs. Me, I'll sleep downstairs. But I know that the way of Balaam would try and use that to bring compromise. And you never know how these things were. I'm telling you the truth. You will feel like your legs have, I would pay for a lodge despite not wanting to pay for a lodge. But my fiance has got an upstairs house where I can, she can sleep upstairs. I can sleep downstairs. You say, no, but I'll lock myself in. I'm telling you the way of Balaam will introduce compromise that is so intense because they have been trying to look for legal ground since 2014. So they said, this is how we will now get him. So you will be shocked at how your legs will move from downstairs. Can we just chat a bit? Before you know it, you are repenting. 
but the legal opening has come and your ministry has been crushed. Okay? So I had to exercise. I go to a lodge, sleep in a lodge. Despite me, I will sleep in a lodge. Sleep in a lodge. Okay? And sometimes, you know, people will just call you. Maybe your mother calls you. My mom will just call me. Oh, so Murishan, you come. What if my watch figure for winner come from Lira? Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, so I'm laying shafe. That's in the night. He's now checking. That's a checkup, by the way. Back checking. I'm at 22. Oh, so I'm laying shafe na na wa mayo. Njawe nimba shakunga ndandi kulojine. That's a diplomatic checkup. Okay? Diplomatic. She's trying to now stand in the gap so that you don't give in to the way of Balaam. And you can imagine you have paid part of the bride price. So at that particular time, Balaam will intensify the compromise and say, listen, traditionally, you are already married. So why, why, why are you giving yourself? You already, you can test. In fact, they will give you experience. You're already married. But I knew through spiritual intelligence that the enemy has been after my life. He's been after my ministry and all he waits for is legal opening. If I give him this legal opening, he will not hesitate and strike me. Forces of darkness, witches and people have gone to consult. How do we bring down this young man called Pastor Cham? They have tried and they are failing. So they say, bring compromise. So he intensifies the compromise. But I pray in the name of Jesus, you will not give in to the compromise of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, praise God. So let us move to the second uh, trap of uh, Balaam, the trap of compromise that Balaam actually brings. Okay, the second trap of compromise that uh, Balaam will actually bring. The second one is money and covetousness. Who oh my, it's 2042 and I'm not even, there about seven or eight of those compromises. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, yeah, anyway, we'll see where we'll end, okay? The second one is money and covetousness. Money and covetousness, okay? It's very, very important to understand that sometimes Balaam will bring compromise in people's lives. The teaching of Balaam can bring compromise in people's lives through money and covetousness. It's very, very important that you understand that. Now, remember that the attack that the enemy brings on uh, I mean, the compromise that the enemy brings is not his ultimate goal. When the enemy is bringing compromise, that's not the ultimate goal. So every time the enemy brings compromise, that's not the ultimate goal. There is a bigger picture, an attack that he wants to bring. Okay, so let me address this money thing. And I know um, we have a lot of our children here and a lot of people that go to uh, churches where they go to. Let me Let me tackle it in different angles to show you how the compromise of money and covetousness can actually alight an attack over your life. So, for example, uh, maybe let's take, for example, where the issue of tithing is concerned. Okay, if the enemy has been trying to move you into abject poverty, the enemy has been trying to bring poverty to your household. He's been trying to bring poverty to your household. But every time he tries to bring poverty to your household, Malachi 3.10 comes in. Okay, is it Malachi 3? Yeah, Malachi chapter number 3 verses number 10. Say, tithe, see if I will not pour out, uh, open the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing that there will be no room uh, enough to receive it. It further on goes talking about how that God rebukes the devourer for your sake. Okay, because of your tithing. So when the enemy tries to creep into your finances, okay, the cankerworms, the locusts, when they try to creep in into your finances and choke your finances, God himself will arise and rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's why tithing is very important because when you tithe, the one who does warfare over your resources is not you, it's God. It says, I will rebuke the devourer. So when the devourer comes trying to devour your finances through unnecessary things, sicknesses that you didn't expect that will cost you money, you know, accidents that will cost you money, things that will cost you money. So God himself will arise and say, I rebuke you devourer. You can't touch Cham's finances. You can't touch Chipo's finances. You can't touch Memory's finances. So now the enemy has been trying by all means for Two years, three years trying to bring poverty. But every time he tries to bring poverty, God arises and rebukes him. So now the, the teaching of Balaam will be that we have been trying to bring. So Balak now goes to Balaam. I'm trying to bring poverty to Pastor Cham's life, but I am failing. So curse him for me. Then Balaam tries to curse Pastor Cham and fails. 
So now Balaam says, what do we do? Let's introduce a teaching of compromise that will allow for legal openings for poverty to enter Pastor Cham's life. So now Pastor Cham will go on Facebook and read a teaching that says, tithing is of the Old Testament. There is no need to tithe anymore. Tithing you shouldn't do. Pastors are just stealing your money. Pastors are just enriching themselves. So don't tithe. So now you, you think it's just an issue of tithing. You didn't know that the bigger picture was actually the poverty that the enemy tried to bring. So you compromise and you stop tithing and you discover that poverty walks in. That was waiting for you. Poverty that was doing muscles for five years waiting for you. So for five years you were consistently tithing. Then you heard a teaching from someone who didn't even go to church that tithing is not right. Then you stopped. You gave in to the teaching of Balaam and you opened the legal ground for poverty to now step in. So it's very, very important this thing. So I know you're now quiet now that I'm talking about tithe. Why are you quiet? Okay, listen, when I tell you this thing, I speak with revelation knowledge. Everything I am telling you is with revelation knowledge. Okay, is with revelation knowledge. When you see some things, that's the way of Balaam. Okay, so that's one angle we've covered. That's why when it comes to things like tithe, you should resolve that 100% is too much for me. I can't use 100. It's too much. I'd rather use a 90 because I may open a legal ground that will allow for the devourer to strike my finances. And I don't want that to happen. So Balaam has been consulted to curse you. But because you are a tither, he's constantly rebuked. The day you say, I have now stopped He's found legal openings. So don't follow people that don't understand spiritual realities and spiritual principles. You just see someone, don't even go to church, then have a local church, they post a teaching. No, don't do tithe. These people, don't follow. They don't understand what is happening in the spirit. Even Balaam, who was a soothsayer, understood this principle of legal openings. He knew that until I allow the children of Israel to compromise, I can't curse them. Okay, very, very important that you understand this. Let's cut another angle where money is concerned. Where money is concerned, another angle is basically, for example, uh, when you love money, the Bible is against the love of money, okay? So you are in a place where your love of money is so high. You're, you just you just love money. You love money. You love it. You love it so much, okay? So your love for money is so high that you are at a place where you want to get it, even if it means losing your integrity. I've met Christians like that. That don't care. Christians that will gonger you, Christians that will dupe you, Christians that will, will do everything to just get money from you. I've, I've met Christians like that. Sometimes you find this even you, you do business with a Christian and you trust them so much. You say, no, there's no need for us to sign, you know, because we are Christians, no need to sign anywhere. Then you get shocked and you say, I wish we signed. I wish we signed. Okay, so there are people that, you know, have a high level of love of money. Okay, the love of money has been, you know, has been. <laughs> okay, I'm reading the comments. Anyway, the love of money is something that the Bible does not allow. Okay, do not be given to the love of money. Okay, having money is not a problem. Just don't be given to the love of money because you will find that you'll be given to the way of Balaam, which is the way of compromise. What happens in that particular sphere is that you will discover that you will not care whether it means, let's say, uh, you you now you you are a servant of God. You are a minister of the gospel. I've shared this several times in church and even in our podcast. I've shared how that you know. Uh, I met a guy that told me something and he said, I don't know why you are suffering like this. With the level of presence you command, the level of glory you command that you just stand to the front and people are falling under the power. If I were you, you don't know the money I would make. That was a teaching of Balaam being presented to me. And it was presented at a time in which I was broke. And he says, you know, you don't know. How, we, how people are doing it. You think that man of God, because there were certain men of God that I knew on the copper belt that, you know, all of the sudden we're driving big cars, we're doing big things and you're, you're wondering, I've been, I've been ministering, the power has been enough. Why is it that I'm not progressing? Say, so you don't know how we are progressing. 
Say, how are you? Yeah, you are behind. So he said, no, 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 you don't know. We, there's even a way in which we structure this thing. We now start to charge for all sorts of things. So if you need healing for cancer, cancer is this. You know, barren wombs, this. Uh, when it comes to marriages, that one is very profitable. Ah, ladies, the way they want to marry, just start packaging it. This is anointing water, uh, anointing water for marriage. Okay, for marriage, we charge it 2,000 per bottle. So you can imagine all the singles that want to marry. And then now I start selling it. Little did I know that that compromise allowed for the way of Balaam. That is why every minister that you have seen that started compromising, that started compromising, ended up in darkness. They started out well, but they started compromising and it led to their destruction. Okay? Why do you think a man will go and get charms from a witch doctor so that he can preach the gospel on the pulpit? Why would you? I don't, I, don't, I don't even see how it works. That's the attack and the curse that's coming from the demonic realm that someone started giving themselves to the compromise. And when that attack alighted, now you can go to a witch doctor so that you can get power to represent another God. It doesn't make sense. It's like saying I want to get power from God to represent Satan. It doesn't add up. Okay. So compromise will lead to destruction. That's true, Muelwa. Compromise will lead to destruction, okay? So this is one of the things that Balaam will do, where money, okay, and covetousness is concerned. So be very, very careful. Don't be in a place where you will get money at every, every, every there's, no, there's no deal that you can't reject for you as long as there's money. Uh, you know, no, don't say that. If it compromises your integrity, do not give in. That may be the legal opening that the enemy has been waiting for to bring poverty to your life or to bring your life to a disrepute. So it's very, very important that you understand because the way in which Balaam works is that he tries to find legal openings through compromise. That's how Balaam works. So when it comes to things like your tithe, don't don't play with that area when it comes to things like uh, uh de dealing with people where money is concerned do not compromise do not lose your integrity you may actually have an open ground where balaam finds expression in your life okay the other compromise of balaam is self self-promotion okay the compromise of balaam okay is self-promotion so another selfish motive is the need for self-promotion, okay? An overly desire for recognition and personal achievement. You always want to be the next big thing. At every cost, I must be the next big minister. I must be the next big man of God. I must be the next big business. That self-promotion can get you in problems. Excuse me. That self-promotion can get you into problems. Many people have found themselves into problems because of that self-promotion thing. They want to self-promote so much. I must be the next big thing. So you start to speak arrogantly. Remember in 2 Peter 2, 15 to 20, one of the things that was happening is that they began to speak in an arrogant way. They began to speak in a way that did not honor God. So self-promotion is one of the ways in which Balaam tries to find expression in an individual's life by opening a legal ground. So many people have tried to self-promote and they end up hurting other people. They end up doing things that are unethical on their job because you just want to arise so you can sleep with anyone to arise. You just want to pass that exam so you don't care doing something with the lecturer. You didn't know you were trading your destiny, okay? And one of the teachings I may probably teach soon in one of the midweek services is demonic trading flows. Okay, let me give this as a side note rant. A demonic trading floor is a place in the spirit where trades actually happen, okay? And I'll show you from the scriptures when we do the session, okay? Now, when you, for example, one of the demonic trading floors in the spirit is Jezebel's trading floor. Jezebel's trading floor, remember that Jezebel was a person that actually used her beauty and her influence to ascend into power. Okay, she used her beauty and influence to ascend into power. So one of the ways in which people trade on Jezebel's trading floor is using what is advantageous to them to gain what they want. Okay, another thing Jezebel did was manipulation. Okay, she manipulated using what she had. So let me give you a practical way in which people trade on Jezebel's trading floor. Ladies, you know a guy likes you. You have no intentions for him, but you still use him to get airtime. You are trading on Jezebel's trading floor, 
okay? You are using an advantage you have over a person to gain what you have, even when you know you have no plan for that person. That's trading on Jezebel's trading flow. And the implications of that are dangerous, okay? Very, very dangerous. Many people constantly trade on that trading flow. You know, you know this guy likes you. You know what he wants is this. But when you now say, ah, no, I just want to, you know, anyway, I wish we could have continued this conversation, but my TT is done. Or this is the, anyway, this is the last text message. <laughs> I don't know, what do you guys do? <laughs> you know you have no plans. You, you've even saved him as airtime guy or e-wallet guy, okay? You are using your advantage, your beauty to ascend and self-promote yourself. That's Jezebel's trading flow, Okay. It's very, very important that you understand some of these spiritual implications. So we'll find, uh, we'll find a day to actually do that teaching and I'll find time. Because one of the burdens I've had is just to teach some of these spiritual realities because I've realized many people are blind to the spiritual world. So we behave anyhow. We do things anyhow. You don't know that the compromise that is coming is actually an attack okay, from the enemy. The enemy is waiting. So they say, let's find legal expression and let's find legal ground okay the same is true with gentlemen you know the girl likes you you know she's she can do anything for you so you now start using that advantage to gain something you are also trading on jezebel's trading flow because remember the jezebel spirit is not female or male that's a spirit that has got certain expressions birthed from the person called jezebel okay so even guys do that you know that this girl likes you she can do anything for you you have no plans you're even telling your, your friends i never in libanago plan you're even explaining all those things but you will now go and say uh, hi, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? And she's so excited because she likes you. Uh, I hope you're doing great. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, great. Uh, anyway, um, uh, it's, it's, it's just that, um, you know, my, my school fees are not paid, so I'm a bit disturbed today. Uh, how much? How, and the girl, how much are the school fees? And then, uh, uh, well, um, yeah, anyway, they, they said uh, it's, it's about three. But uh, anyway, I don't know. They said I can pay half. No, don't worry. We can pay the entire three. Are you sure? I'm not, I'm not pushing it. I was just, you know, trying to share someone I talked to, you know, she sends you the 3,000. You now do your own things, even if you've paid school fees. But you know that the reason why that person is sending is because of the advantage you have. And you keep using that advantage to manipulate. There's a challenge. Okay, so men are also not left out. Anyway, um, praise God. Let, let's, let's, let's move. The other thing we saw... Uh, in, in, in 2 Peter chapter number 2, uh, was that the people that were given to the way of Balaam, okay? One of the things Balaam introduced was the issue to deal with personal freedom. This is freedom outside God, okay? Personal freedom. Freedom. <laughs> what is George saying? <laughs> Uh, allow me not to laugh so much. This, I'm going to, people will listen to this over the podcast. Why are you doing your own jokes? Uh, okay. Verse 19 of 2 Peter chapter number 2. Okay. Second uh, Peter chapter number 2, which we read earlier. It says they, they, they promise them freedom. So the teaching of Balaam promises freedom. Okay. It promises freedom. Now, freedom is good, but not freedom outside God. When people seek to live a life without rules, the enemy will strike them. It's the same thing that happened with the prodigal son. Remember, one thing about the prodigal son is that he said he wanted to go to a far country. Okay, that's where he went. He went to a far country. Why did he go to a far country? Because he was outside a place where rules would be established. So he went to a far country where he would sin freely. No one knew him as the son of the king. He could prostitute freely. No one knew that Pastor Cham is a pastor. So he went to Ukraine where nothing, no one knows him as the pastor. So he can sin freely and sleep with whoever he wants. So the, this is one of the teachings of Balaam is that it promises you freedom where you now start avoiding the household of faith. You start avoiding the flock 
uh, the, 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 the spiritual family that you have. Have you noticed that when the enemy wants to strike an individual's life, he separates them from the household of faith? Have you noticed that? They will no longer like believers. They will even find people that they confide in that are not believers and say, you know, these days, these are the people that understand me. How are the non-believers now understanding you and believers can't understand you anymore? That's the teaching of Balaam, which promises freedom. It promises freedom outside God. So you start to pursue freedom. And in doing that freedom thing, you find yourself in sin. And the attack that was being planned in the, planned in the background finds expression. So the way of Balaam is that it introduces freedom that is outside God. That is why many people that you see that keep saying, me, I can't be mentored. I'm mentored by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Check their lives. Okay, check their lives. Me, I can't be mentored. It's only the Holy Spirit that can mentor me. The Holy Spirit is my mentor. <laughs> uh, okay, so living a life that has no rules, no accountability whatsoever, that's freedom outside God, okay? Freedom outside God. And when people go that particular direction, it's one of the compromises that Balaam uses. And when he uses that compromise, you will sin. And when you sin, an attack can actually come that was being planned prior. Okay? So it's very, very important for us to actually understand that. Okay? Uh, apart from the leadership thing, the mentorship thing, the, the, the household of faith thing, where we are with other believers in the household of faith, the, the, other, the other thing that I want you to actually look at uh, is when people want freedom, when it comes to spiritual disciplines, they want to live anyhow, okay? They want to live anyhow. For them, fasting is of the Old Testament. Jesus fasted for us. There's no need to pray. There's no need to read the word. That's what Balaam promises you. He promises you freedom, saying all these things you're being told to fast every Wednesday, to fast every Friday, all those things are locking you. I'm giving you freedom. It says they promised them freedom. Okay, while, while they themselves are slaves of depravity. That's 2 Peter chapter number 2 and verses number um, 19. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of, slaves of depravity. Many of the people that will promise you freedom are actually slaves. They are telling you who, who, who is the mentor to tell you what to do. Why should a mentor give you this, uh, advice on who you should actually uh, date? Or why are they actually speaking into this? You know, what is a mentor for? They themselves are slaves slaves of depravity but they are trying to offer you freedom how can a slave try and offer you freedom it doesn't work like that it no it doesn't work like that you have to understand this so you can't live in in a place where if anything spiritual disciplines liberate you but in god okay but when you live outside those spiritual disciplines you will be found in a place where you find freedom but actually in darkness and in turn it enslaves you okay so you say me i can't fast you you can't live like that this world that we are living you especially the times we are in you can't live a, 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 a life where you don't fast you, you just eat anyhow like a glutton you do. there's there's no discipline whatsoever you say me i'm free no one can tell me what to do a church fast is declared you say me i can't fast okay i fast alone i know when i fast no you can't do that okay that is why you find yourself giving yourself to the way of balaam the teaching of balaam okay and legal openings are being established that allow for an attack so you can't just be in a place where you just do things anyhow no me i can't fast no me i can't do this me i can't pray no when we say we are fasting fast also no no me i know the way i fast i know the no 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 you can't do that okay you can't do that okay let's let's uh let's see if i can give one more ish <sighs> There's so many of them. Um, praise God. Okay. Okay, the last one is worldly friendships. Okay, worldly friendships. It's one of the compromises. I'll, I'll, this is the last one for the night. There's about four or five more, but I will not give them for, for, for the night. Uh, worldly friendships. Okay. Worldly friendships. Worldly friendships are... Like I've been saying, worldly friendships are similar to the relationship thing I addressed in self, uh, in the first point that I actually gave. So worldly friendships are also one of the ways in which um, 
Balaam will try and get you to compromise. So he will give you worldly friends. Okay? And all of the sudden, through those worldly friends, you will compromise. Say, okay, we can't get this person to compromise. And they, and you know, it says, the Bible is talking about weapons. It says, no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. You know, that fashioned is actually, when you look at the, 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 the Hebrew weight of that word, that fashioned is more like someone going into a lab and preparing a weapon that is tailor-made for you, okay? That's the fashion there, okay? A weapon tailor-made, it's like someone going to a laboratory and trying to establish something, say, how do we establish a weapon that is tailor-made? Tailor-made for this person so they know, oh, this person, we've discovered that this person likes, you know, dark ladies. So because this guy likes dark ladies, Let's present some dark ladies. I talked about this in the Seducing Spirits teaching. Okay, let's present some dark ladies. It's manufactured. Yes, Esther. Thank you so much. It's manufactured for you. It's not tailor-made for Pastor Cham. No, 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 no. Maybe Pastor Cham may not be moved by dark ladies. Okay, maybe his own is tall ladies. So the ladies that will be introduced are tall ladies. It's tailor-made, tailor-made. Okay, tailor-made. So you see in which the way these weapons are manufactured, you will find that in the, in, in, when Balak and Balaam are discussing, Balaam will say, we can't attack this person. The reason is because this person has got friends that, number one, intercede for them. Number two, has got friends that encourage them to pray. Number three, has got friends that share the word. Number four, has got friends that do not tolerate passiveness. Number five, has got friends that encourage them to submit to spiritual authority. So the way in which we are going to bring compromise that will allow for our attack to happen is to introduce worldly friendships. And when we introduce worldly friendships, this is now when this person can start to compromise and when they compromise a legal opening will be given to us and when the legal opening is there in the spirit we are now allowed to attack why because a legal opening is there so one of the compromises of Balaam is to introduce worldly friendships have you noticed how that when people start to interact with uh, people in the world or, you know, uh, a lot of people that are worldly, all of a the sudden they also begin to become worldly. And where worldly friendships are concerned, let me tell you, some of your friends may not be, some of the people that you consider worldly are not necessarily people you meet and interact with, are some of the people you are watching, okay? You are constantly watching Kim Kardashian, you are constantly watching all these terrible, terrible shows. And so because you are constantly watching those things, they become your media friends, worldly friendships and you are accustomed to those things and before you know it you are compromising before you know it you move into such a realm of compromise that you now no longer even hide you now post yourself with a pipe pulling shisha at some club somewhere and you are now let me leave that thing so you know people <sighs> <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> okay, Lord, help me. Uh, so be watchful, okay? Be watchful. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good morals. Yes, First uh, uh, Corinthians 15.33. Okay, so it's, it's very, very important that you, you, are, you are avoiding worldly friendships. Because those worldly friendships, you just thought they were just coming as worldly friendships. I said, no, 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 no. The enemy had weighed saying the friends you have now, the friends this guy has now are strong friends. They are strong in the faith, in the faith. So we can't attack this person. So if we are to attack them, let's introduce worldly friendships that will put some impurities in what is pure. And when some impurities have been introduced, this person can compromise. And when they compromise, legal openings will be established. And then our attack can actually happen. So we've not gone into, we've not done secular ide idealism. We've not done sexual immorality. Uh, we've not done uh, worldly cravings. We've not done all those uh, um, uh, compromises of Balaam. And I, and I believe we'll get to do them a little 
letter, maybe and religious tradition also is part of uh, Balaam's, uh, Balaam's compromise. Now, let me try and wrap it up for you. Okay, let me try and wrap it up for you. Uh, so, go back to Numbers 22, do your research, study on Balaam and study on this thing, and so that you can have a broader understanding. Okay, but what I was trying to, everything I have said, okay, then consider doing a part two. Yes, I may. Okay, then, so everything I am saying is this, that Balaam was consulted by Balak, okay, to curse the children of Israel. Balaam then realizes he can't curse the children of Israel. So Balaam then decides to give Balak a strategy, an enticing strategy, the trickery of Balaam. Which is that? Listen, if we allow these people to compromise, there will be no need for you to constantly push me because a curse in the spirit can alight because there are already demons that are waiting to bring distraction. So all we need to do is introduce compromise. And when compromise has been introduced, I don't need to even step in because as we stand right now, I am restrained and it's difficult for me to curse them. But when compromise is introduced, the forces of darkness will alight upon their lives. So let's intensify the compromise. And the thing I said is that when the enemy intensifies the compromise over your life, know that there was a witch that was summoned to attack your life, but the witch did not find legal ground. So the witch decided the only way to find legal ground to attack this person is to bring compromise. And when compromise has been brought in the life of this person, the legal opening in the spirit is there. Then we can attack. It's simple. It's simple. No, no, that's why you shouldn't be afraid. If you're walking uprightly, don't be afraid that anyone can attack you. A witch can say you'll be attacked. It's a lie. The only thing the witch can do is intensify the temptation to compromise. And when you compromise, they find their way and strike you. That is why I can walk boldly and say you will try whatever you want. You can visit me by night as long as I'm walking uprightly with God. Okay, that attack will not alight. Okay, so those things I talked about, money and conversion, so all those things, try and make sure you close all those legal openings that you opened from the things you are watching, from avoiding to tithe, which can bring poverty, okay, from the other things, uh, sexual immorality, self-promotion, worldly friendships, uh, relationships that don't honor God, you know, behavior in relationships that people are not married, okay, doing things that are not, all those things can bring compromise. And when they bring compromise, legal opening is there and you can uh, actually receive your, your attack in full.